0: Uh, Many people have complained that they are falling through the cracks when it comes to being eligible for the Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit. We're going to hear from the Prime Minister again regarding another tweak to this at about 11.15. We'll carry that live as we always do. This time he's going to be looking at those loans for small businesses because a lot of small businesses didn't qualify because their payroll amount wasn't high enough. Because your payroll, you have to have $50,000 worth of people on your payroll. And some small businesses were like, well, that's, they. I, I don't qualify. So what's in it for me? A lot of businesses as well say well, that $40,000 interest-free ro- loan does not really help me because I'm going to get farther into debt. I need, you know, with the case of restaurants, we need a little bit of a break as far as lease, a lease relief, if there's any, you know, rent relief here. Um, yesterday, he announced that the federal uh, government will be expanding the CERB, the CERB, to include you if you work and you are earning less than $1,000 a month. If you've run out of EI, also included. And if you're a seasonal worker, you're good to go. In the announcement, he also meant to, mentioned artists and creative people. One of the most creative people I've ever met in my life happens to be our next guest, Torquil Campbell. He's an actor. He's a frontman for stars in Memphis and uh, I'd like to say friend of the show. It's been a couple of years, Tork, but welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me. How are you?
0: I'm good. First of all, how are things in your world? How are you coping with self-isolation?
1: Um, well, I'm with my family, lucky for me, so I'm not entirely isolated. And um, we ended up being kind of stuck in Niagara-on-the-Lake because my wife was working at the Shaw Festival. Uh, still is, actually, collecting a paycheck. Thank God for that. But probably is going to end soon. But we are now, we usually live in Vancouver, but we're sort of here and don't quite know what to do Um so, you know, it's. I think it's the same as it is for everybody. There are days when you wake up and you feel like there's lessons to be learned from this, and it's giving you time to be with people you love, and it's time to reset. And then there are days when you wake up and think, how did we get here, and how the hell are we going to get out of it? And, and you mourn the things that are gone. So, you know, I would say I'll give myself a solid 5 out of 10 <laughs>
0: You know what? I think that is exactly how most people feel. Some days are good. Some days are bad. It's you're sort of in this limbo land that nobody could have prepared us for. As for artists, yesterday, the prime minister announced that copyright for work completed before the crisis is not going to be included in applications for the uh, a Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit. Can you, as an artist, explain how this is helpful? Because you've been really active on Twitter, and I'm going to get to some of your tweets later on. Um, but uh, y- it seems like Justin Trudeau is following you on Twitter, because it, it was like he was speaking to your tweets directly. So let's start off with how that copyright uh, is going to help.
1: Well, I can promise you he isn't, and that there's lots of people working (laughs) behind the scenes at SOCAN and ACTRA and all kinds of artist rights organizations that made this happen. But uh, yesterday was really good news for musicians. We receive a royalty check from SOCAN, which is the royalty gathering organization here in Canada, every quarter. Um, And depending on, you know, back in the day when people bought records, those those checks were very significant. Now that people don't buy records anymore, they're not so significant, but they still make up a good 20 to 50 percent of the average working musician's income. Um, And we were all concerned that because those checks come in every three months, they would render us ineligible for the CERB. So the government... Um, making that not happen and, and prioritizing that has been a huge boon for musicians, but it 's not just so can it 's that nowadays and, and and always really, musicians have many income streams. You earn income from sales of your records next to none now, thanks to Spotify. Um, you earn money from merchandise that you might sell online. From shows that are no longer able to be played, and you earn money from SoCan. So at this point, the only streams left are merchandise and so can. And merchandise, you're asking people who've lost their jobs to go buy merchandise. So that's not going to really happen. Mm. So uh, the only way to make anything more than two grand a month is to get these royalty checks. So it means a lot to us that we can apply for CERB and also be eligible for these royalty checks. It, it kind of changes the game and makes it possible for us to survive at least for a few months.
0: I mentioned on Twitter you've been pretty active. You you criticized politicians on Twitter for not list, listing artists as workers who make up our society. And yesterday yeah. the PM said that, I'm going to quote here, during these difficult times, it's artists who allow us to dream and put a bit of sunshine into our daily lives. We appreciate what you do. Your reaction to that?
1: I'm thrilled, and I really appreciate the Prime Minister taking that time to speak to us and to acknowledge the amount of time people right now are spending – Gaining solace and hope and peace and entertainment from art and from the things we make. And, uh, you know, I'm really impressed that the government seems to be quite porous and transparent right now. And when people start talking about stuff on social media or complaining directly to their MPs, there seems to be a a response. And um, I was gratified. And I hope that that attitude continues during this. Because we were the first out, you know, theaters and movie theaters and gallery spaces and bookstores, they were the first to close and they'll be the last to open. Um, The reality is that I am expecting not to do what I love for a period of two to three years. And I don't know how I'm going to survive. I don't know how I'm going to feed my family, how I'm going to make a living. Um, But I do know that I'm an artist and that I play a role in society And that right now, as people try to struggle through this psychologically and emotionally, um, there's a lot to be said for art as a panacea and as a, a way for people to heal themselves, if only temporarily. So it really means a lot to me that that was said. And I hope that when this is all over and we go back to whatever normality is, People can remember that, you know, the reason we're all staying home right now, the reason we're all doing this for each other is so that we can protect what we call our society and our culture. And our society and our culture is based on having common stories that we tell each other, common songs that we sing to each other, common Mm -hmm. books that we read. And those things bring us together and make us understand who we are, and they're as fundamentally important to having a society as any other sector. So uh, I, I really appreciated the Prime Minister's remarks.
0: We're speaking with Torko Campbell, who's an actor and frontman of the stars and Memphis, uh, two of my uh, favorite bands. And I, I was listening to some Memphis last week and oh, uh, one, of, one of your earlier albums. And I really uh, I did appreciate it. I, I felt it. It struck a chord and, and, and hit exactly where I was feeling. And it's so important that we, uh, you know, revisit our music. But last week you tweeted out. That's something that, you know, I just want to get a gauge on where you are here. I'm, I'm, I feel like asking you to elaborate on your tweet that I'm about to read is a bit pointless. But I, I'm wondering if you were having a bad day or blowing off steam or, you know.
1: It's entirely or if, possible.
0: Or if <laughs> successful artists more, might be. Yeah, yeah, might be out of touch. So here's here's your tweet last week. Hey, all you lovely artists who have made lots of money. It's very sweet that you're doing stuff for free right now, but it devalues the rest of our work and makes us look and feel like beggars. Could you just go away and maybe make some space for all of us who aren't rich?
1: Yeah. Because you mentioned...
0: Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, it's going to be at least two years before you can get back to doing what you love. And I think that people listening who don't understand the plight of the artist and where you're coming from uh, would go, well, just do what the bare naked ladies are. Just throw out a selfie jam can. Right.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I, I have a, a podcast called Soft Revolution that I've just started that people should go check out. But I talked about we had an argument, me and the great playwright Michael Healy had an argument about this the other day. I'll, I'm going to stand by that tweet, because um, I think I, while the impulse on the, beha- on the part of somebody like, say, Patrick Stewart, who's reading Shakespeare sonnets every day, or John Krasinski, who's doing a talk show from his house, I think those impulses are beautiful. I think that those people are trying to cheer people up and give them some comfort. Um, but I also, I'm also looking at the reality Of my business and the reality is that there is no comeback for us Um, not just for the foreseeable future but for the unforeseeable one Um, the profundity of job loss the extent of the collapse in the world of art is total there are 100% of performing artists on this continent who are unemployed nobody's working so if you have a few million in the bank and, <laughs> and you're putting digital content out into the world, I would rather you charge 50 cents for it. Because what right. you're saying in that case is art has value. And if we start, you know, art has already lost value to the extent that it's almost valueless in society, particularly music, which... You know, the word streaming infers that it's like water, that you turn a tap on and and music just pours out of it, um, apropos of nothing, having cost no one anything to make. But that is true, too, of all art, with Kindle, with streaming services, with Netflix. People start to see art like it's just lying around and they can pick it up and use it and put it back down again whenever they want. We would love that, but we want people to understand just like anything else in society, just like clothing or food or uh, a television you buy, art has value. And if you don't give it value, if you don't give it value, then um, you, you render it valueless. So Tork, uh, do
0: you my, think this pandemic is going to set us back into the time period when artists were just, you know, uh, uh, they just weren't making any money ever? I mean, it, you know, you didn't make money until you died, if you were lucky.
1: Well, I mean, most artists didn't make money now, I'll be honest with yeah. you. There's never been a priority in society to make sure that artists are earning a living. It, not in this society, anyway. I will say that in Europe... There are lots of countries that give a universal basic income to artists who can prove that that's what they do with their day most of the time because people have respect for artists. You know, I was, I was really um, demoralized and depressed to see the comments under a Globe and Mail article about this issue. Uh, uh, Marsha Lederman wrote a plea for people to just think of artists in this time and give what money they can to arts organizations. And underneath it were 300 of the most scornful, derisory, dismissive, comments about artists. I don't know what it is about artists that elicits this hatred in some people. I think maybe... It's Could it a,
0: be jealousy? Could it be the well, fact I that, you know, people realize problem. not everybody can pick up a guitar and play, not everybody can write something and sound good, not that actually songwriting Possibly, is a difficult craft?
1: I think it might have something to do with the sense that people have that we live as children. Um, huh. And you know what? They're right. We do. And it's a lesson that we're here to... To give, And it's an experience that we're here to share. Art allows all of us to be as children. Art allows all of us to be in a state of wonder temporarily and to sit down and be enraptured by a story or to sing along to a melody we love. And yes, those things are febrile. And yes, those things are in, in many ways, I guess, trivial but they're not trivial when you're grieving the loss of someone. They're not trivial when your relationship ends. They're not trivial when you're trying to put your child to sleep at night with a bedtime story. They are fundamental to what it means to be human. And so I I just continue to ask people to think about what their life would be without stories, without songs, without pictures, and and maybe not judge so much the state of wonder you have to live in in order to produce those things. Um, I know artists uh deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate um, the people who are working right now in grocery stores and collecting our garbage, and most of all, of course, our heroes working in the hospitals. I, I don't think there's any group of, you know, artists have empathy. That's what our profession is, is to learn how to put ourselves in other people's shoes and try to understand them. And and I know that all the artists I know right now are deeply engaged in thinking about how hard it must be to be those frontline workers. And what we're here to do is to provide a moment of beauty and light for those people. A moment where we say to them, we see you and we see your beauty and we want to tell your story to you. And I think that's worth something. I think it's worth a few bucks. I think it's worth funding. I think it's worth the society protecting it. And I'm hoping that when we come out of this and people look back on this experience, they see that their common stories, the things that kept them together as families, as communities, were melodies, were songs, were stories, were pictures, and those things meant something to them. And and that's all I'm asking is that people put us alongside everyone else in this common struggle to get through this. Torque,
0: it's always interesting talking to you, and I could talk to you for hours. i got to leave it at that because we're up against uh, a news uh, break. But thank you so much for joining us. Soft Revolution is your podcast. You can find it anywhere that uh, people download podcasts.
1: That's right, and thank you so much for talking to me, and thanks for giving me a chance to express this.